What is up, designers, and welcome to the Surviving the Cancel podcast. Um, I'm outside again, walking around because I think people appreciate that ambience. It's uh, a morning, beautiful, beautiful morning time. It's about 77, 75 degrees, about 10 a.m. or something like that, really 11 a.m. on the dot here out in Los Angeles. Um, I was just thinking to myself, just staring at some of these trees around that, you know, morning time in L.A. is happiness. That's, that's, that's not the way I said it. I said, happiness is a morning in L.A. That's, that's the quote. Coming outside and seeing these palm trees towering over the property, which is not my property, it's an apartment, but uh, seeing the palm trees shoot up into the sky you know, seeing the sun come down in that light, lemonade yellow. Seeing everybody happy, essentially. Even though this place is crazy a lot of the times, but in the mornings, it's beautiful. It, it, it is happiness, really. You know, it's like you're in a tropical jungle sometimes from like Jurassic Park or something like that. But, um, that's not what this podcast episode is about, right? Um, today is day, I don't actually know what day it is, but I'm going to put it in the, the caption, the title, but it's probably day a hundred something. This is supposed to be a, like a 28 day challenge, a four week day challenge. We're on like a day a hundred. And the concept that's been on my mind for today is that now this may be a concept I iterated on the podcast before, but I'm going to reiterate it. Um, because it's what I've been thinking for the last week and I'm documenting what I've been thinking and what I've been feeling, what I've been discovering as this 28 day challenge to quote unquote success has gone on. And so the concept that I've been thinking of, the principle that I've been thinking of is best surmised by a quote by Brian Chesky. What he said when he was building Airbnb is that he discovered that in order to have a company that does great, in order to have a company that, you know, becomes massive throughout time and is successful, you do something that a hundred people love rather than something that a million people like, okay? Now, I said that like it was deep, but it's probably a quote that you heard before. I'm going to let the music pass. It's probably a quote that you heard before, number one. And uh, that's pretty much it. So I didn't really have to say it as dramatic as I did, but I just wanted to for effect. But um, even if you've heard it before, it's still a pretty deep quote. And uh, so because of that, I'm going to discuss it in this podcast. So the premise behind the quote that I've been hearing over and over and over again is that you do things that don't scale, right? And so essentially what that means is Instead of trying to create a one-size-fits-all at the smaller levels when it really matters, you, you know, because that seems like the sensible thing to do. If I want to build a company quick, I'll do things that a lot of people like. If I want supporters and backers, I'll do things that a lot of people like. Um, It always seems like doing a one-size-fits-all scenario is what's going to get you to success the quickest. So if you're somebody that's like a, um, a ghostwriter, for example, because I was a ghostwriter in the past, 
you think you're going to get clients quickest by writing a generalized email and cold pitching different clients, you know, prospective clients this email. Because if you can get a higher enough volume of people in the door, you'll get a greater number of uh, people that actually bite the bait, people that actually do go in to become your clients. That's the thought process behind it. Um, but as I said before, uh, when you tailor your um, strategy to a specific person, when you create, let's say, a sales letter that doesn't scale in a process that isn't very scalable, like when I was a ghostwriter, one thing that I did was phone sales. So I sent them a cold email and then I would get them on the phone as soon as possible. It's not a scalable thing. Every conversation you'll have on the phone is individual. And that's how I got my first big sale in ghostwriting. And so that's been the idea for this week that I've been learning over and over and over again. Do things that don't scale in the very beginning because that's the only way you'll ever reach scale. That's the only way you'll ever get the first fan, then the second fan, then the third fan, then the fifth, fourth fan, then the fifth fan. And you'll ever have a strong enough base to actually begin drawing people and having gravity on autopilot and having gravity of your own. And so let me talk to you about the strategies that I did this week that kind of emphasize, you know, that that emphasizes principle to me. One of the strategies that I did this week is I took all the to, you know all the top podcasts. I went through literally I combed through every podcast title in the iTunes directory, and I had a sales script, like I had a sales script that um I had um written from scratch. Uh, in a series of scripts, so I had a campaign, and I took about a hundred different podcasters, or maybe even more. I can't even—I don't even know at this point. And I just emailed them sales script at the sales script at the sales script at the sales script for a few days. You know, the sales scripts—they weren't like tailored to each person, obviously, because there were so many people. They were generalized. And from that process, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, it's just a numbers game. You know, from that process, I'm probably going to get, you know, let's say ten people from a list of 100 and even that's enough to film this summit that I'm doing right 10 people and so I'm sending out these you know sales script and uh, interestingly enough I'm getting really all negative replies back I got about three negative replies and one positive out of a hundred people and that one positive response was Brian Lofermento from the entrepreneur to entrepreneur podcast you know one of my favorite summit sessions so it was absolutely worth it dude is incredible dude is brilliant uh dude is a sweet personality so thanks to brian special thanks to brian for all Mento um for coming on the summit and doing that session with me but the point i'm emphasizing here is that i've reached out to 100 people with a general sales script and no one really wanted to do anything with me by comparison on an individual level which the sales script was still generalized but the pitch DMing them was individual and it could not be perceived as a list for Instagram. I messaged personally way far much bigger podcasters than than, than what was on the list. People who make up the summit currently um, just through DM on Instagram. Individual DMs that I wrote to them on Instagram. Um, you know, some of them were scripted, but script was tailored for a lot of them uh, instead of just defaulted. And from that, I got the nucleus of the summit. I probably reached out to Instagram probably like 20 people, 30 people, and about a third or half of them responded to my message and actually ended up coming on the summit. 
because they felt like the response wasn't mass, you know, projected to a big list, but rather tailored specifically to them, and it was through an admiration to them. Whereas I can go through a hundred podcasts with way smaller podcasts, and I'm sending these messages out to the list over and over and over again, and no one's biting, and no one really cares about the summit or what it is that I'm doing because they don't feel special, because they don't feel like, you know, uh, I demonstrated a lot of care to them. You know, I, I think that's one of the principles that Casanova Brooks, who is on the summit, appreciates you. Uh, he has the Dream Nation podcast, one of the top podcasts on all the iTunes. And he says a lot that no one um, cares what you have till they know how much you care or something like that. No one cares what you know till they know how much you care, I think the, the quote is. And also, uh, since we're on the topic and this topic of the podcast... The topic of the podcast is leadership and guiding movements around your message. Um, that's one of the uh, the elements of a leader in a mass movement. In Russell Brunson's book, it's number five. It's care a lot. You know, I think there are like four or five things that a leader does to ensure his mass movement is healthy and, and, and growing. And number five is care a lot, okay, which was a, a huge, massive theme on the summit. But care is demonstrated when you take the time to tailor a specific message to, to a person, Instead of doing a mass general default. If you do a mass general default message, like it's not that you care about them as an individual. You just care about, you know, meeting a certain number. You care about, you know, the end. There are means to an end for you. It's like if, you know, you want to get a girlfriend or you want to get a boyfriend, you give them flowers, you give them flowers, but you you do it in a way where you give flowers, the same type of flower to five different people in front of them. You know, not a single one of them is gonna feel like you care about them deeply. They don't feel like you care a whole bunch. And so in order to actually gain a relationship that is depthful and uh, a strong connection, and really in order to make way with anybody on this planet, one of the things that you have to do in the very beginning, I think, is do things that don't scale. You have to show you care. And even if you look at like things like the Dream 100 strategy, it's based on that idea of showing you care. Each Dream one, the Dream 100 strategy relies on gift giving uh, and building connections in an organic way. But even with the gift giving process of the Dream 100, a lot of the gifts are they're tailored to what that person desires. They're tailored to a specific individual. Okay, and even if they aren't, they're going to a specific person and they're addressed to a specific person. You'll maybe have a letter and things like that. I think one of the first Dream 100 campaigns, I don't remember who it was, but one of the ones that I remember Russell Brunson describing on his podcast a long time ago was a dude would write a letter to every one of every one of his customers, which I intend to do when the, when the company is launched, when the summit is launched. The first hundred thousand people, if I can do it for them, I want to write them individual letters, send them Christmas cards and things like that to show that I care because I actually do. I want people to feel accepted into this tribe, into this movement, and really build a bond with it, and really identify with it, and feel strength and companionship within it. Even the founder of Airbnb, Brian LaFermento, uh, Brian LaFermento is not the founder of Airbnb. I mean, Brian Chesky, the founder of Airbnb, one of the things that he did when he first started Airbnb is that it was literally air, bed, and breakfast. And I think, you know, their, like, their house was the first Airbnb house that people came and stayed with. And not only that, they would actually go, and I believe they would stay with the Airbnb host that, <laughs> that that were working through their site. 
Like they would go and visit them. I knew they would visit them for sure. And they would live with them. Uh, and they would make a breakfast and things, breakfast and things like that. You know, they did something that, you know, uh, out the gate, Airbnb wasn't something that society accepted. It was something that was kind of weird. Like people would want to stay at other people. It's like Uber. When you were younger, you were told not to talk to strangers. And then, you know, Uber came around and you actually get in other people's cars. You know, strangers that you don't even know. You know, it's something that not a lot of people were open to in the, you know, in the beginnings of it. And similarly, in the inception of Airbnb, staying at somebody's house while they're there was a weird idea. But a few people in the world were open to the idea. A few people in the world were open to the concept. And they approached the entire situation through the lens of we want to make these few people who love, who could potentially love this idea and accept it forever, really love this idea and accept it forever. And from there, they became multi-billion dollar company and the idea began to you know grow into a worldwide movement you know um so point being uh if i don't have anything to say i'm gonna wrap this up let me think a little bit point being is that the inception of every movement starts with individuals it doesn't start with messages target to targeted to you know miscellaneous messages target to a general collective it starts with people and so, like I said, with this summit, and what I'm doing with this summit is that, because uh, this is a day, this is a, uh, um, this is not a principal episode, this is a, a documenting a day episode. So let me get back to my day. What I'm doing with the summit now is that with each of the summit speakers this week, I got a specialized gift for, for each of them. You know, it's going to be super cool. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start making packages where, you know, I just got a stimulus check because I'm not, I'm very poor, a $1,400. You know, I got a couple hundred left thankfully and I'm going to start sending out you know gifts with the little bit of money I have left to some of the summit speakers um, in order to really make that individual connection that individual bond and show how much I care so that we can all become a collective and ensure this movement is healthy and survives and you know so that everybody feels that they benefit and really relate to what's going on here um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. You know, I'm, I'm you know, it's, it's not something that scales. But even with the small amount of people that I have on the summit, if I let them know I care, we can go very far together. As opposed to getting a hundred people that kind of care about the summit. Um, doing something that eight people like, and not something that a hundred or a thousand or a hundred thousand people, something that eight people love rather. Instead of something that a hundred or a thousand or a hundred, you know, ten thousand or a hundred thousand people will like. Okay. And so that's the, that's, the, that's what I've been thinking lately. And that's kind of been the strategy going forward, you know? So it all comes down to, you know, a principle, do things that don't scale, which is rooted in the principle of building a movement, show that, show you, show your audience, show your people that you care a whole bunch. Um, and there's no way to make sure that people, there's no better way to make sure that someone knows you care than, um, you know, referring to them individually. It's like, uh, Owen Cook talks about this. He talks about like the cross, you know, there's depth as in going down and there's breadth, how far wide you're reaching, how deep you're reaching versus how far wide you're reaching. And, you know, the pinnacle of depth, you know. And it also, you know, the, the, I don't know, the opposite of a pinnacle, the trial, I guess, of, of a breath is reaching out to an individual. That's the deepest you can go with somebody. That's the most you can show you care. Um, 
It's like marriage and either relationships are important because they're with one person. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say with this episode. Do things in the very beginnings that are small and gracious. Uh, this is Dallas. This is Robin the Cancel Podcast. I appreciate you so much for listening. If you like this episode, uh, rate and review and also subscribe. I want to hear from you in the future. Uh, and follow me on Clubhouse. My Clubhouse will be in the description. I want to have some live talks with y'all. We can make our little Clubhouse and things like that. And uh, we can just chat about everything that y'all think and what y'all believe. So, appreciate you for listening. It's Dallas from Surviving and Cancel, and I'll see you in the next episode.